I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is the fabulous Adam Richard. And I have a theory. Hello, chickens. Uh, We are still getting into your thoughts and your feelings about Wild Blue Yonder. Um, Brayden shared some uh, thoughts on the Adam Richard Hazard Theory Facebook group, uh, which you can join uh, if you haven't. It's it's fairly easy. Um, You have to answer a very simple question. (laughs) Uh, uh, Brayden brought up, you know, the flux and the timeless child being being you know canonized because i think there was some belief in certain quarters of fandom that when russell t davis and david tennant and Catherine tate came back that it would be as if the show had never moved on um as if we were going to wipe out all of the moffat and chibnall eras um although i think people just wanted to get rid of the jodie whittaker chris chibnall era and were hoping to somehow keep all the moffat business while still resetting to David Tennant. I don't know how anyone thought that was going to happen. Like, you either keep all of it or none of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Like, you have to get rid of A Good Man Goes to War and you have to get rid of Rory and Amy and all of those things if you get rid of The Timeless Child and The Flux. Like, that's that's kind of how that works if you're going to go back. Um, which is why I loved that the that David Tennant was the 14th Doctor, because it's like, no, 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 we're moving forward. Um, anyway, Jeff replied to Braden saying, I loved it 100%. All your points are spot on. 
Why does anyone want to pretend that the last two seasons didn't happen? If that happened on Lost, people would have messed their diapers. <laughs> is that short for diapers, Jeff? That is so cute. Um, just as I don't understand it at all. Uh, and Braden responded, I don't understand either. Doctor Who is able to do these big ideas more than maybe any other show, and it should do them. They're not always going to be done perfectly, and we're not always going to like them, but we need them for the show to continue to progress. Yes, I think that's the problem, the word progress. Um, I think there are people who wish the show had stopped, and I think there are a lot of people who wished it stopped in the wilderness years. Uh, like, there is kind of like, sometimes I get a sense that people are like, I wish it had never come back at all. I just want to live here with my VHS tapes. <laughs> um Cassidy uh, says, I will maintain that the doctor with the recorder is a fruity little gnome until I die. <laughs> toot, 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 toot. Fruity little gnome. I mean, it, 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 there was like a weird kind of energy between the second doctor and Jamie. Like they just seemed like they were having way too much fun. Um, so... Yeah, maybe. Uh, or you're not saying fruity in that way, Cassidy. I don't know. Um, uh, Jesse says, uh, I straight up love the inclusion of the timeless child. Russell T. Davis is not just respecting Chibnall's ideas, but taking the ball and running with it. And James said, yeah, it was treated with exactly the right amount of mavity. <laughs> Stop it, James! Um, and Braden's uh, response to Cassidy about the recorder was, I'm 100% with you. The recorder certainly wasn't just a recorder. Oh, dear. That's gotten a bit rude. Um, anyway, before we delve too much into how bad that is, uh, Kendall <laughs> says, big yes from me too. And I was delighted and unsettled and felt like a kid again, wanting to hide behind the couch as soon as the fake doctor said my arms are too long. It was really disturbing, wasn't it? it, it it's, it's those kind of quiet moments where you go, this is there's something not right here. Like, because when Donna says it as well, it's like, oh, there's something, it's it's not okay. Um, my arm's too long. Uh, Kendall says, I was thrilled and relieved when the Timeless Child and the Flux were beautifully revisited. It would be so lovely if 14 got to talk to Donna about all that they've learned about themselves and all they still don't know. I doubt there will be time, though. Shooty will be here very soon. Seeing Wilf was magic. How long do we think it's been since they left in the TARDIS? Well, it turned out it was only a couple of days, wasn't it? It wasn't that long. Um, Jeff says, I'd love to read a story of the Doctor explaining his last 500 years of life to Donna. Oh, that would be incredible. I mean, someone's got to write that as a big finish, don't they? <laughs> Or maybe that's the that's the Doctor Who spin-off with David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate. It's just them in a kitchen having endless pots of tea going, oh, and then you wouldn't believe it. I did this. And it's just basically an episode. Like it's just a <laughs> it's just like a framing device to play back an episode, like um the Tales of the TARDIS. <laughs> it's just an excuse. <laughs> Oh, my dear. Um, uh, Kim uh, is here with uh, an email, an extensive email. So, this is going to take some time. Um, 
Kim says, great episode, but for the opposite reasons that the Star Beast was. Uh, last week was all ensemble cast. Unit, explosions, creatures and effects, blowing up London. This week was all character-driven and intimate. One where the Doctor had none of his toys, no TARDIS, no Sonic, and he just had to use his brains to figure out the literal puzzle box. And with just him and Donna, there was a bit of time for a check-in. We almost had a nice therapy session going on <laughs> before they each realised they were talking to a copy. And the moment at the end where he says he's been through a lot and that he would be all right in a million years. Um, and maybe that is one of the riddles slash paradoxes of the Doctor. He's pretty much immortal, but has all these people that he forms attachments with who then get left behind for various reasons. Um, I will say another thing from this episode that I know there's the explicit mention of the flux and the explicit mention of the timeless child and all that kind of thing. Uh, one thing I don't think anyone really picked up on that was very much in keeping with the character that Jodie Whittaker played was tasting things <laughs> to see what they were. Because, like, you know, there was, like, the... <laughs> there were a couple of times where the Doctor ate dirt and other stuff and, like, gave things a bit of a lick to go, oh, yeah, no, that's that. Um, when when the Doctor in Well Blue Yonder licks that, that circuit board thing with the goo on it and Donna's like, oh, yuck. Um, so that was very much a, a, a 13th Doctor kind of thing where, like, she would constantly be just putting things in her mouth and being like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Uh, so I thought that was a very much a, a callback to that, that Chibnall Whitaker era, the licking of the circuit board. <laughs> The tasting of it going, mm, that's what that is. Um, Kim goes on, uh, at 1,500-odd years from now, uh, the doctors learned that if he was to sit with all of that trauma, it would probably be his undoing. So he just keeps running and travelling with new companions to help him re remind him all, of all the amazing things in the universe. Oof, deep. It's funny you say that, Kim, because that was kind of the resolution to the giggle was, oh, that doctor needs to sit and take time and heal. Um, which is, I guess, how the bi-generation works, is that that doctor is going to live through all these experiences and the, the latest doctor is at the end of that process, so he's kind of fine, is, is not as traumatised anymore. And this doctor is just going to go and sit in the garden in the backyard with the family and occasionally have a little cry about how awful things were. Um, that's, yeah, isn't that interesting? Like, Kim was already ahead of it before we even got to that episode. Um, Kim says, back to the episode, it looked amazing. As a sci-fi fan, you get used to seeing people running around corners or through short sections of, the, of spaceships because of how much it costs to build slash create a long corridor. So it was a nice change to have it stretching in each direction as far as the eye could see. Yeah, that was great. Um, even though it wasn't always amazing. Uh, and did we ever find out what the spaceship was doing at the edge of the universe with just one captain on board? An exploration mission gone wrong? A foodie looking for the restaurant at the end of the universe? <laughs> I mean, I think it was kind of mentioned that they'd sort of fell through a hole to there. 
I can't remember. Um, it was such a great concept for the villains too, that from nothing they will take the form of what they're exposed to. And the ag- angry emotions are often the loudest. Love letters don't travel that far. Oh, yeah. Uh, something to keep in mind in these increasingly chaotic and vitriolic times, that being nice is still important. Oh, bless you, Kim. Uh, but thrown in with all of the seriousness, we also got a brilliant gravity pun, uh, Mavity, uh, a confirmation of the flux and the cutest rusted robot since the Iron Giant. <laughs> and did anyone else notice the Doctor calling the TARDIS him? I always thought it was a she, but that may be because of the TARDIS, the Doctor's wife episode. As ships are now they, I would have thought the TARDIS was that as well. Anyway, onward to the giggle and a new Doctor next week. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't notice the TARDIS being called him. Because the Doctor has called the TARDIS her a number of times. And maybe that's the TARDIS regenerates as well. Like, you know, when the TARDIS is rearranging the console room and all that kind of thing, maybe the Doctor senses what gender the TARDIS is. I don't know. I mean, ships don't have a gender anymore, um, but they did in the past. So maybe that's a thing. Like, the TARDIS has been various things. The TARDIS kind of is alive, though. So I feel like calling it it is... uh, (laughs) I just called it it and then called it it. But calling the TARDIS it feels a a bit kind of, you know, rude. Um, Like, it would be rude to call a person it. Anyway, uh, we can talk about all of this uh, and more in the next episode when we're finally um, going to get along to the giggle. No, we've got more bubbly under to go. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.